right? Hi, it's Dr. Michelle Stafford here with our Mixed Dentition podcast. And today, my special guest is Eve Bernfeld of InBalance, who has come today to talk to us about the Alexander Technique. So thank you for being here, Eve. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. I love the podcast. I've been watching so many good things well, thank for, you. for parents, for families. Yeah. So I'm excited to learn about the Alexander Technique, and I guess we could start off with just kind of sharing with the audience what that is. Exactly. Yeah, that's the how it works. <laughs> usually, the first question I get when yes. I say I teach the Alexander Technique, what's that? What is that? So there's a lot of different ways that people describe it. Um, it's looking at how we do the things we do. So how we use our bodies in all of the activities that we go through in a day, whether that's a really specialized activity like playing the violin or how we sit at our desk, how we write, sit, stand, walk, empty the dishwasher. Um, because we tend over time, especially as we reach adulthood, to have a lot of habits about how we do things that maybe are not super efficient. Mm -hmm. And so I help adults, when I work with adults, I'm primarily helping them to relearn how to move with ease and efficiency the way that they used to when they were young children. Oh, I love this. This is especially important as a dentist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, dentists traditionally have very poor posture because mm -hmm. we're kind of hunched over and leaning yeah. in, so mm -hmm. I'm very excited to talk with you today. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so let's define posture. I mean, I just mm -hmm. kind of threw that word out there, but what does that mean exactly? Yep. Well, we work a lot with people with posture, and it's one of those words everyone sort of thinks they know, but it's a little hard to define. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to define posture as the ability to be upright. Okay. Um, as opposed to collapsed. Okay. Um, and we all do it all the time, so we don't really think about it, but there's actually kind of complex motor patterns happening in the brain to allow us to be upright. Mm -hmm. But there's you know, more than one way to accomplish something. So we can right. be upright in a really easy way that doesn't take a lot of effort and is really free and we can move and we can do whatever we want. And that's the kind of posture that's typified by children. Right. Or we could be upright in a really like rigid way mm -hmm. that is, you think of like military posture. Ah, okay. Like lift your chest and push your shoulders back. And I think a lot of adults think that's what good posture is. Mm -hmm. So we try to impose it on ourselves. Oh, sit up straight. Right. <laughs> and we try to impose it on our children too. Sit up straight. Yes. But that's, I wouldn't actually define that as good posture because it's so much work. Mm, um, interesting. It's, it, you know, we, we do it for 30 seconds at the most and then we, oh, and then we collapse again yeah. because it's very tiring. Interesting. So how does the Alexander Technique work into that? Well, in, in my work, I'm, I'm helping people either, well, in the case of adults, relearn how to sort of get out of their own way so okay. that they can be upright and moving and balancing in ways that are easy and functional. Um, well, it's a little bit like nutrition, maybe. Mm -hmm. If we think of, I mean, we all, I think, are pretty much on board now <laughs> with the <laughs> idea that in order to function optimally, we have to think about what, what we eat. Yes. Um, and if we're eating a diet of junk food, that we're probably not going to be optimally healthy. And I know in your line of work, this is a, <laughs> this is a particular That's true. importance. Something near and dear to me, yes. yes. Well, the way that we move is similar. Um, if we are moving with a whole lot of extra tension all the time, it's gonna affect how the whole body functions. Mm. Uh, whether that means 
because we're totally slumped over and we have kind of a lack of tone, mm -hmm. or because we're really rigid and we have too much tone, that's gonna impair our ability to breathe well, the ability of the circulation to function, the digestive activity, um, and our emotional life too, because the shape of the body really is a, a factor in, in emotions. Mm -hmm. It both influences how we feel emotionally and is influenced by how we feel emotionally. I mean, if I asked you to like make a sad shape, I think right. you would be able to do that. <laughs> That's true. So I help people learn to have a little more self-awareness and a little more self-control in, in how we're using those those features of our functioning. Oh, that's so great. And I know you often work with pregnant women. I do. And um, as a mother myself, having carried two babies, um, mm -hmm. I feel like pregnancy was very challenged in order to stay upright. Yes. Um, I happen to not be one of those women that could work out. I mean, I felt like half the time just making it to work was an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> and still mm -hmm. working and being able to walk. Um, mm -hmm. I gained enough weight where I just felt so like forward heavy. So yeah. you work with pregnant women. I to do dough. work with pregnant women. I wish women. we had met five years I, ago. No, me too. Eight years ago. Well, if you're having any more. <laughs> it, it's a really challenging time because the center of mass is shifting. It's I mean, everything is changing. Mass. So we may be getting along fine with the postural habits that we have going into pregnancy. But when you add all this extra mass, I mean, over the whole body, but particularly out in front, mm -hmm. suddenly those strategies often don't work so well and can really contribute to the back pain that's common and the hip pain and all these, even the um, difficulty with breathing, we sort of think of all those as normal pregnancy symptoms, but they may be exacerbated by the way we're using our body unconsciously. So I help pregnant women learn to become more upright and, and manage the weight in a way that is distributed through the whole body and not really centered just on the low back. Oh, interesting, oh, that's so great. So do you teach classes then for pregnant women? I have, mm -hmm. I do periodically. Um, primarily I see my adult students one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. They come to me for lessons, sort of like a music lesson. Great. And you know, I also teach a group class at Lewis and Clark College, which it's actually sort of interesting that I, I sort of have these three ages in my view at all time, because I'm a mom, I have three children. Right. And and I teach college age, and then I teach adults up into 60s, 70s, 80s. And what I find really interesting, and this is sort of going back to the question about posture, mm -hmm. is that the college students look more like the 60-year-olds oh, than wow. they do like the four-year-olds. Oh, wow. And, um, and they say to me, like, how did I get this way? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, as I observe my small children, I actually used to be a drama teacher, so I've had a lot of experience working with small children oh, and right. seeing just how easily they move. Mm -hmm. um, and then noticing that it can start to go awry right about the time that they enter school, which might so like school kindergarten age. Mm -hmm. ah. mm -hmm. So I'm getting more and more interested in not only working with people to re-educate mm -hmm. when they're already grown up and have a whole lot of bad habits, which is a, a great thing to do. We can right. all, re we have very plastic brains and <laughs> we, we can relearn all we this stuff. But what if we didn't have to relearn it? Mm -hmm. What if there was a little bit more attention paid to what we have and not losing it in the first place? Right. Which is sort of becoming a bigger and bigger focus of mm -hmm. my 
work and of my interest. Yeah, that is really interesting. So what have you found is causing this change in posture for our school-age children? Well, I think it has a lot to do, well, there's a, always a number of factors, including right. modeling, mm -hmm. like what kids see. Right. Um, but I think when you, when you add writing, Mm -hmm. Can you? I mean, you probably can picture your own kids. I mean, maybe they don't do this, but <laughs> no, this kind of thing <laughs> starts to happen as we like yes. as as we start seem to, to learn. get closer and closer. closer and closer. I have a student uh, who describes it as sniffing the paper. Oh yes, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> as if we, you know, and even coloring, and um, we start to want to hunch toward it. Mm -hmm. And what I've observed is that most. For most grown-ups, that looks pretty normal because we do it too. Right. And from my perspective as an Alexander teacher, I also know that maybe that's not necessary. And what's happening is as children are learning these really important educational skills, like writing and doing math and reading, they're also learning to do it in a way that's really tense and really fixed and really rigid and really hard. Mm. So those things become kind of coupled right. in the brain and they get to college just to, like the next time I tend to see kids and it's really hard to separate. Right. Like taking notes mm -hmm. from hunching. Hunching. Like, okay, oh, I'm paying attention now. Right, that intensity that mm -hmm. you're paying attention, that does make sense. Yeah. You kind of built that habit and that connection in your brain. Yep. Oh, it's really fascinating. But something that's sort of interesting is that this, and I keep sort of, for people who can't see me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm demonstrating uh, lifting the shoulders, kind of hunching up the back, um, and kind of drawing my head down onto my spine. If you think of like a cat that sees a, you know, is startled by a big dog, mm -hmm. and the fur on the back of the neck goes up, Yes. It's the same posture. Right. It's a, actually a stereotyped pattern, motor pattern, that's associated with stress. Mm. So we put kids in a mildly stressful, hopefully not too stressful, <laughs> but it's a little mildly stressful environment, mm -hmm. and then we don't teach them about what they're doing, and then they take on the shape of stress, mm. and that becomes how they learn. And then, you know, we wonder as we get older, why am I so stressed out? And not right. to say that that's the only factor, of course, of course. but I think it is a factor. Oh, that's so interesting. So with your own children, I mean, I know you shared with me they're about to go into kindergarten, mm -hmm. and they're probably learning how to, at the very least, color and start yep, writing. they're starting to like write. That. Are you paying attention then closely to I how am. they're sitting and learning to write? <laughs> and it's, you know, with my own children, of course, it's like, yes, so hard, <laughs> because they don't want to hear it from me. Right. <laughs> so I have to tread very, very lightly. But I, yeah, that was actually, I was a little alarmed when they did start writing in preschool that whoop, this was happening. Right. And um, I ended up having the opportunity to go into their preschool and do a little bit of work with the children and um, with the teacher. And the teacher said something really interesting to me after I'd been in for just four very, very short sessions and playing with the children. Um, she said, you know, for 13 years I've been looking at writing from the wrist down. It never occurred to me to look at the whole body. And I think that's true for all of us, but she just so nailed too. it. Yeah. That we're looking at the figure on the page, but we're not looking at the shape that we're creating mm -hmm. to make that. So the thing is with kids, it's really easy to get them to come back up mm -hmm. because they're not that far away from being upright all the time. Right. Um, so just like some really, in, in fact, I can, in, if you want, in a minute, I can take you through a couple of really simple things that, that we can, little games that, that we can play great. with our kids to help them not associate writing necessarily with that this stress hunching, stressful shape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's in, I had a student 
some time ago a private student. When I work with children privately, I usually work with the children, child and the parent together, mm -hmm. which is really great because the kids are usually better at it than the parents. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So if I have, say, a 12-year-old and her 45-year-old dad, uh -huh. it's maybe the first time they've done something together where it comes much more easily to her right. than to him. So they can help each other. But that, that was certainly what I experienced, her ability to just come out of her kind of slouchy middle school posturing, mm -hmm. posture is also a verb, you think of it as we're posturing what yes. we, and, and his ability to come up, even though he really wanted to and he was really dedicated, it was much more challenging for him to change those patterns. Right, oh that's fascinating. So for our parents that are listening at home, can mm -hmm. you describe an exercise or yes. give us a tip on what we can do with our children? Well the first thing I would suggest is try it on yourself first mm -hmm. because it's so easy for me as much as anyone else to fixate on my why are you sliding <laughs> underneath the dinner table sit up yep <laughs> I totally am guilty of that Every but parents if, words. <laughs> if first I could just pause for a second and kind of run through some of these things with myself then it's so much easier to kind of pass it on mm -hmm. to the children and I'm in a much better space to not just be me, 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 nagging in right. that sort of stereotypical sit up straight lead by example Exactly. Mm -hmm. So first I might pause and then I might, if you want to do it with me. Yes, I would love to. Um, actually, first let's play with the opposite. So what if we both collapse okay. or totally collapse? My back doesn't enjoy this. No. And you can kind of, <laughs> even if you can't see us, you yes. can hear it in our voices. We're both collapsed, shoulders uh. are slumped over, my back's rounded out. What if we sit up straight like okay. Ooh. drill Ooh. sergeant? Yes. Um, we're very stiff We're right very now. stiff. And Shoulders I, are back. Maybe you can hear forward. it in our voices. <laughs> really trying hard to be very stiff. And I'm not really breathing. No, I was having to hold my breath a little. <laughs> so, in contrast to those extremes, mm -hmm. what if we both think of our head as like a sort of a floaty balloon? Okay. So we have a floaty balloon head. And we have shoulders that are like kind of melty chocolate. Oh, I love this. So instead of trying to push the shoulders down, which a lot of people do, mm -hmm. we just sort of let them melt. Okay. And then we think of the whole trunk, or if we were standing, the whole body as soft and tall. Okay. Soft and tall. Soft like and tall. Like a stuffed animal. Yeah. Okay. So usually we associate softness with kind of collapsing and tall right. with the rigid, but actually we can have both. We can have both. So just being soft and tall and letting, reminding ourselves that we can breathe. Right. <laughs> just sometimes <laughs> takes reminding. So something as simple as that can make a huge difference with, with our children and with ourselves too. Yes. I mean, it's certainly not, not oh, only for this. the kids. Mm -hmm. I, as um, I mentioned, I feel very strongly about posture as a dentist mm -hmm. and with my team as well when they are, you know, working with our kids and I see them slouched over, I'll actually come by and like rub their back. Oh, that's great. It's good to have that little get, like, feedback. But um, especially when someone first comes to work for me, I notice they often have really bad habits and I purchase chairs in order to try and encourage, they're called saddle chairs, mm -hmm. to try and encourage straighter posture and straighter backs. So oh, I'm so good. very I know excited to share this with them. Injuries in yes. dentistry are a, are a big problem. Mm -hmm. so for I'm dentists so glad and that hygienists. You're um, sometimes they can't work as long because of that posture. So mm -hmm. I try to make everyone account for each other. And I tell them, if you see me slouching, please. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can something. also, sometimes it's hard, really hard to attend to ourselves. It like is. we're always the last priority. Our kids are mm -hmm. first or, you know, our, our clients or our patients or our students are always first. But if we think of it like, what am I projecting to the right. person I'm with? And if I'm projecting, this is really hard right now. 
that might not be creating the sort of optimal relationship. So if we sort of right. take care of ourselves mm -hmm. a little bit. And we look and seem more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's very true with kids, especially because they sense that. So yeah. I know if I'm relaxed and feeling good, usually my kids in the chair feel good and they're nice yeah. and relaxed as well. And we can get whatever we need to done. So mm -hmm. yeah, focusing on that posture and balance. I love this. This is great. Good. Well, thank <laughs> you. Very, I, I just find it endlessly interesting. Yes, <laughs> I do as well. So I appreciate this. Um, any other tips for parents or families out there? I have a, as with a family practice, you know, a lot of times I'll meet parents mm -hmm. and then I'll see them again and they're pregnant. And so I can't wait if I see a mom struggling to tell her about you. But <laughs> Well, yeah, any of these things, I think they're so simple and so helpful to anyone. This sort of floaty balloon head yes. and the melty chocolate shoulders, soft and tall. Or just a little few series of like, little questions like, am I seeing the room? which seems like, what does that have to do with it? But mm -hmm. how I attend to the world around me is a really strong effect on how I'm using my body. So if I'm in that stress state, I tend to get tunnel vision or kind of glassy eyed. So just, am I seeing? Am I breathing? Am I balancing? Because balance is, is sort of, you know, I don't mean you have to shift around all the time, but it's just to be balanced is, perhaps to be not rigid, you mm -hmm. have well distributed weight. So am I seeing, am I breathing, am I balancing? They're really powerful tools. That's really great. Even just to pause, really powerful tool. Wonderful, right, even just to take a pause, take a breath. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful, good advice. Yeah. And sometimes I say it, it sounds like, well, Ah. <laughs> right. And yet, it's if we really attend to ourselves throughout the day, mm -hmm. it's really easy to, to notice, oh, I never did pause. Right. Oh, I, I wasn't breathing very well. Oh, I'm going to bed at night and I don't think I stopped once. <laughs> right. And everything hurts. Right, because I didn't take that moment. Mm -hmm. So Eve, any last final thoughts for our listeners out there? I don't think so, other than just maybe after listening to this podcast, pause yes pause. <laughs> thank you so much for having me thank you and for our listeners so your company is in balance mm -hmm. and what is your website in balance at that's as in alexander technique.com wonderful and you're here locally mm -hmm. you do private sessions with yep. people as well as teach at lewis and clark mm -hmm. and around the region i give talks and workshops and wonderful mm -hmm. oh i love it it's been great speaking with you <laughs> i've loved it too thank Thanks. you so much Eve. And to all our listeners out there, thanks so much for being a part of our podcast. And remember to fill the world with smiles. Thanks for listening.